Hey everybody, you're listening to the How to Have Threesomes podcast. I'm Key. And I'm Lily. We've been together for seven years in a relationship style we call monogamish. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to build a stronger relationship with your partner, create healthy boundaries, and communicate honestly. We're going to help you have fun, safe, sexy adventures and have the best threesomes of your life. Ready? Here we go. You. Hey guys, the episode you're about to hear needed to be re-edited. All the guests and stories you love so much are still the same, we just needed to bleep out a few things for privacy. Before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to tell you that the How to Have Threesomes video course is now open for enrollment. We have spent years working on this project and are so, so excited to share it with you. In this course, we teach you all of our secrets for finding your ideal unicorn, from navigating dating apps and play parties to forming connections with friends and with professionals. Regardless of your experience level, this video course is full of actionable tips, tricks, and worksheets, like the needs list, kinky questionnaire, and what makes a high-converting Tinder bio. We show you how to express your deepest desires without destroying a relationship, plus how to maintain excitement with your partner. If you want to have the best threesomes of your life, this is the video course for you. We are now also offering coaching for people who want that individual attention. Some of the best money we ever spent was on a professional to help guide us through our challenging times. And not every therapist is trained to navigate non-monogamy, so if you and your partner want some extra support in these tricky situations, we're here for you guys. Another thing that we're offering is a sexy getaway. Come and spend a week with us on a tropical island. We're going to take you on some amazing experiences like hiking waterfalls, partner acro, fire dancing, and some crazy party nights. We've also teamed up with experts to bring you workshops in Tantra, Shibari, trust building, and pickup. Plus, personalized photo shoots to show off the best version of yourself online. By the end of the retreat, you'll be more confident, have a better connection with your partner, and a deeper understanding of your desires. This retreat will be a bunch of wild and sexy times, and we're stoked to bring you guys out here. We're offering the video course and the coaching on teachable.com. If you want more details about the couples retreat, we have a form you can fill out. All the links will be available in the show notes or on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram. You guys are also welcome to reach out to us directly for coaching or anything else you might need. And now, back to the episode. This is How to Have Threesomes Podcast. I'm and I'm Thank you guys for tuning in. You. We're going to try doing more frequent mini episodes because we found that there's like individual topics that need an episode, but maybe there's not enough information to cover a full 30 minutes or 45 minutes. So we're going to just start doing little tidbits for you guys to help give tips and advice and things that we've learned. As we've been building course content for our video course, we've been talking with a couple of our fans and people that have listened to the podcast, and they gave us some really good questions and things that they struggle with in a relationship. One girl asked us if we had any advice on how to get out of a bad threesome. Oof. <sighs> There's a couple different perspectives here. There's the long-term perspective, like you've been dating someone for a long time, and that can be extremely hard because it's like, it's literally just like ending a relationship. If you've been with someone for a long time, you build up feelings and emotions. Sometimes with me and it's been like, we both love the girl as a friend, but then maybe just doesn't feel that sexual connection anymore. And it doesn't mean that I don't feel that sexual connection, but because is my primary partner. It's my job to put her needs first. And even if I still feel feelings for the girl, to pull myself back because in the end it's that I want to spend my life with. And I need to respect her wants and needs above anything else. And that can be really challenging in the moment. Yeah. Another thing that you need to know about your partner is how easily they get attached to other said partners because, for example, is very romantic and he always wants to help people and see the best specifically in girls. He doesn't see the best in everyone, but he definitely sees the best in like pretty girls. Especially if they're vulnerable with me. <laughs> if they if they give a lot to me, then I feel a, a need to reciprocate. Which he be... means sex. So if he has sex with a girl, he thinks he's <laughs> in love with them 100% of the time. 
Um, also for me, sex is a lot about emotions, and it's like if we're gonna do anything, it's better for me to be. He's very emotional, and it's something that I definitely needed to learn because at first I was like, wait, he loves her, and I was like, oh no, he just he loves everyone, every little thing that wanders through. Um, and there's different types of love too. Like what I feel for <laughs> is really deep, and we've built it up over time. But yeah, it's it's really bad. I get attached way too easily. It's something that I'm currently working on, really listening to and when she says no, it's a no. Yeah, I'm the and voice I of reason. I, I keep everything in balance and I keep in check and you know, after any minor heartbreak and breakup for him, within a week he's fine and he realizes that everything is totally chill. It's true. I bounce um, <laughs> back really quick, but <laughs> I have to nurse him through many heartaches very often and then he's always fine within a couple days. Um, until we go into the next love spiral. But um, it's important for you to know that about your partner so that you don't take it personally, right? Like if you've never ventured into the open, monogamish, poly, anything, and you watch your partner get feelings for someone for the first time, it could be this earth-shattering thing where you, you know, think they're leaving you and they found someone else to replace you. And it maybe you and your partner aren't a great fit and they genuinely have fallen in love with someone else and that is their life path. But more likely, they're just in limerence their happy chemicals are going off in their brain, right? They had fun sex for the first time in a while. Like, just know that and don't take it personally and be able to talk about it without getting all triggered. Um, and more likely than not, it'll pass. Like, the seasons and the moon and the waves, it just, it goes on its way and everything will be fine. And as the one having those feelings, it's really important to understand that those feelings pass and that it might feel like the end of the world right now, but it's not. <laughs> Limerence is a really powerful thing and it's really easy to think that the rest of the relationship is going to be this happy and good But you need to consider all the downfalls and really be realistic and objective about it and be like You know, I know that me and connect in so many different ways We have really similar goals. We have really similar mindsets about where we want to be who we want to become and It's easy to ignore a lot of that when you're having a really good sexual moment It's easy to be like wow everything would you know work with this person, but you have to look at all the details and just use that to try and pull yourself back into a more realistic mindset and understand that you're just in limerence and that, you know, you've chosen your partner, you've been with your partner for a long time and consider how much she means to you and how much you've done together and how long you've been together and all of that stuff and it'll help you come back to your normal sober mind. <laughs> right now, it seems like we're kind of on the track of long-term relationships, so I think we'll keep on going with that. So we've had a couple situations where we've been with a girl for a long period of time Meaning a couple of months every week or so. And it, it was really hard at points to break up or revert back to a friendship. Sometimes it's easier, like, because we travel a lot, we're able to be with someone for a set period of time, like a couple of weeks, and then we leave to We leave back to L.A. or something like that. And in those situations, it's a little bit easier to break it up. Yeah, when you know that there's an end date, um, on your time with that person, it's a lot easier, right? If their visa is about to expire or you have your tickets booked elsewhere, you can kind of just enjoy the moments and treasure it and not have to worry about where it's going to go because you know that in, for an example, you know, 13 days, they're gone and then you don't have to worry about that. I know even now today, like, feels a lot more comfortable with a girl if she has a set end date because, <laughs> like, sometimes when it's indefinite, it sounds really good in the beginning, but there's just a lot of emotions and things that can get caught up there. And like, if you guys have plans and stuff, either you're trying to fit her into your plans or you're trying to just leave her out. Like you have to figure out how much you want her in your life. And I think a lot of people don't think about this before they get into a relationship with someone. Yeah, I like the idea that if things go well with someone, they can always come back and visit you again, you know, in a month or next summer or whenever it is. 
But if things go badly with someone and they live down the street or you work with them or they're in your friendship circle and you can't get away, that is not a mess I want to be in. I love girls who are just traveling here for vacation um, and then we stay Instagram friends and it you know doesn't get messy. You know, just pick your person wisely because there is a lot of uh, strings attached to most people that you might not consider when you're just looking at how cute they are, you know? Yeah. As a third, if you're trying to get out of a relationship with a couple, I feel like it's pretty easy. You just distance yourself and just stop talking to them. <laughs> just but, stop showing up. Yeah, but as a couple, um, that's a conversation that me and need to have. Like, it's like, hey, I'm not feeling comfortable with this girl anymore, or I don't want to see her as much, or maybe let's take a break for a little bit. The conversation first needs to come from the couple, from the primary partners. And then some ways that we distance ourselves from girls are just to not invite them to as many places. We slowly taper off rather than just going straight for, that's it, we're done. Or we just act less sexual towards them when we're with them. When we invite them over, we do it for things like photo shoots or to go hang out at the beach and then we don't have that sexual element and we kind of try to suggest that the relationship goes more towards a friendship than a romantic partnership. That's kind of the subtle way to do it, but I'd also recommend just being upfront with them and just letting them know how you guys feel. Because, because it's really important to remember that as a couple, your third might not have any idea that things are wrong or what's going on between you two, so you need to keep them in the loop. Even if it's a painful truth, it's better to get everyone on the same page and just be honest, like, hey, we've had great times with you. We're just going to focus on our relationship now. You know, we'd love to have you as a friend or, you know, we wish you all the best, but I think our time has come to a close and thank you for everything. And, you know, send them off with a hug. Like, try and not leave a bitter taste in people's mouths. But I would definitely um, lean more on the side of, complete honesty uh, rather than being very vague and confusing everyone and getting people to not understand the situation. We're going to talk about the third and final way in today's episode of how to potentially end uh, that relationship with your third uh, partner. Uh, the first one was just kind of transitioning back into a friendship situation with them. The second way was just to be kind of upfront and be like, hey, this isn't working. I'm sorry, but like, have a good life. And then we will tell you what the third way is. So the last way that we have for you guys to break up with your third potentially is to talk with your primary partner and figure out what needs are not being fulfilled by your third and then to confront them. I know that this can be really uncomfortable and it's not an easy conversation by any means, but if this is someone who you've maybe been with for a long time or someone you really care about, then it can be worth the time to sit down with them and be like, hey, you know, you need to work on your communication or your honesty or, you know, your habits in life are kind of off-putting to us. Like we had um, a girl a while back who was really, really sweet, but just was into a lot of substances that I was not comfortable being around and it felt really destructive to me. And I just told her up front that like, I loved her dearly and she was welcome back in my life as soon as she kind of cleaned up her act. Um, and I felt like that was a more gracious way of letting her know, like, we're not just throwing you out in the street, but like, you know, I want what's best for everyone here and I don't want to support you while you're making these types of choices. So I know that that's not a conversation that you can have with everyone not everyone is willing to sit through it but if you know you feel like the person has earned your respect in that way then it's something to consider so this is how we handle our problems whenever we have something that we need to talk about or work through we talk about our needs with each other and figure out what is at the core of that problem because in the end we want to be with each other and it can be really terrifying to do it with your partner and to do it with a third can be even more terrifying because she doesn't need to be a part of your life. She's not like as committed a lot of times, like at least for me and I'm really, really committed to 
and I want to be with her for the rest of my life. And that's not always how you picture your third. So that conversation can be kind of scary, but... It's a tough one, guys. I'm, I will be real with that. And I would like to point out that having this conversation almost guarantees that your relationship with your third is going to be over, but at least it gives them some things to mull over in their mind and potentially better themselves. Uh, it's unlikely that you'll sit down and list, you know, five big character qualities about them and they'll go like, oh, wow, you're right. I'll fix that. And then things just work. You know, maybe it's going to take them a month or six months or a year. And maybe at some other point in life, when you meet up with them again, you'll be a better match for each other. But I feel like that is the most gracious way that you can send someone off into the world again. Um, and hopefully they're able to better themselves. So if you're in the moment, you're already having a threesome and you want to get out. We're talking about a more imminent situation here. How can a girl do that in a beautiful way without oh. making it awkward? I feel like that's kind of a hard thing to get out of as a woman. Yeah, I think it depends on your reason for, for wanting to leave the situation. For an example, right? If something has changed in the atmosphere and you are feeling unsafe, um, I don't think there's any room there to be polite. I think you say... I'm not comfortable, I'm leaving, or don't say anything, right? You're gonna run to the bathroom, you grab your shit and you go. Like, I don't think you should ever stay when you're feeling uncomfortable or unsafe. Given that's not usually what happens, uh, more of the, of the stories that I hear from people are, you know, things are going great and then it just kinda got boring or I was tired or it wasn't really doing it for me. Um, and I mean, you could just be honest or I think most girls have pulled this card before. Oh, you know, I'm getting my period, I don't feel good. You don't have to make it about the person, right? Like if this is your first threesome with a couple and you realize the guy has a tiny dick and you're not interested or whatever, right? Maybe they both smell bad. I don't know what it is, but maybe that's not something you need to be brutally honest about if it's a fault with the couple uh, themselves. Or like for us, we've had uh, some experiences where the girl would come over and either not look anything like her photos or things were just not going well. And I would just straight up tap out. I would just tap Rick and be like, nope, like I'm done. Like, and I would just go down to the kitchen and get a snack and be like, she can she can go, or she can stay for her movie, but like this isn't happening. Um, because I think it's a lot better to have an uncomfortable conversation than to force yourself through a really awkward situation that you're going to resent later um, and have to think about. So I guess my main advice here would just be to listen to your, your little inner voice, follow your truth, even if it makes people uncomfortable, because it will work out better in the long run. Yeah, venturing into the monogamous lifestyle as well, you have to become proficient at having uncomfortable conversations. Reading your own self-compass and not letting anyone else's wishes or wants push you off course from that. That's how it's gonna work though. Like with you and your partner, you have to be okay with having these uncomfortable conversations and with the third too. And honestly, most of the time when you start these conversations, they don't end up as bad as you would imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not normally that one person feels amazing and the other person feels terrible. It's like, if the vibes are off, they're off. Like they're gonna feel something's wrong too. So. If you approach it and you're honest and frank about it, then you can move past it smoothly and gracefully. Another little side note that I'll chuck in here at the end is that I think personally it is so important for you to be impeccable with your words so that when you tell your partner yes or no, you mean it, right? A yes is a fuck yes all the way, I'm okay with it and I mean it, and a no is this is 100% not happening, right? Because I talk to people where they're like, oh, you know, my boyfriend, you know, whatever he did. He did X, Y, and Z with this girl, and I can't believe it. And I'm like, well, did you tell him that was against your boundaries? And like, no, but he should have known. Or I said, maybe, but I didn't really mean it. And I'm like, well, how the hell would anyone know? Like, you don't even know what you want. So be 
clear with yourself. What are you okay with? What are you not okay with? Tell your partner, tell the third, tell yourself, and then you can always adapt those guidelines later, but don't be vague. It's not helpful for anyone. And if you're not sure what your boundaries are, you have to experiment a little bit, but don't push things too far. Don't say yes to everything. We were talking about this the other day. A good way to get into a monogamous lifestyle is to experiment with the small things first. So before you commit to having a full-blown threesome, set it up and challenge yourself and your partner. Be like, can you kiss a girl at this party? Or give your partner that freedom. Be like, try kissing someone at this party and we'll see how I feel. Because doing small things first, you'll get an understanding of whether you're jealous or not or how things are going to feel. Yeah, and oftentimes experiencing the thing feels a lot different than you would imagine it would feel. Uh, like we were actually just on the phone with a couple the other day who, where the girl was like, oh, you know, I thought this would feel great. I thought it would be sexy. And then as soon as it happened, it felt awful. And I hated everything about it. And I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, started with the full-blown thing, right? Like there are so many steps where you can literally just watch your partner flirt with someone at a party and see, does it turn you on? Do you like it? Or does it make you uncomfortable and you're feeling jealous and possessive and insecure, right? And then if that's okay, then maybe you have a friend over and you watch your partner snuggling with them or then maybe kissing or, you know, whatever it is, I would definitely recommend you take baby steps and you enjoy that process instead of just skipping straight to the end and hoping for the best. And those moments can be really sexy too. Like it feels like something you're doing with your partner. Try and flirt with someone. Try and kiss someone. Like those are really powerful and amazing steps to take and they can be really fulfilling sexually too. So as always, thank you guys for listening and we love hearing from you. If you want to reach out or follow either of us on the How to Have Threesomes Instagram page, uh, we really love hearing your stories and if you have any questions or comments or specifically anything that you'd like us to cover in the video course, uh, feel free to reach out. And until next time, you. Thanks, guys. You.